Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Supermarket Sad Boy. Oh, wow. This sounds like... This sounds like... (laughs) An avenue down which we should trace. <laughs> nah, let's just go past it. Uh, <laughs> hey, guys, what if uh, Waluigi's butt broke? Were you... <laughs> Thank you for summarizing Jordan, Jesse, Go in like yeah, five Yeah, if we words. have any new listeners, mainly it's <laughs> speculating as to what would happen if various things happened to Waluigi's butt. Um, I mean, I presume if his butt broke, he'd be, go wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, so you says. were you visiting the supermarket recently? Well, yes. Uh, you, Jesse, you you know me. We, we know each other well. We've known each other 20 years now. Sure. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a man with many fears. Sure. You're, a, you're as, you're as a fearful, fearful as a trembling Oakley. Sure. And, uh, I mean, we both know what my number one fear is. Let's say it together. Karate. Seeing someone I know at the supermarket and them looking in my basket and realizing I'm sad. Oh, yeah. And karate's number two. <laughs> number two. I mean, when I say karate, I don't mean practicing karate because I know you are a karate practitioner mm-hmm. of many years from five but That's to why eight. I wanted to learn about it so I could fear it less. <laughs> yeah. But then learning about it made me fear it more. Because you learned about its deadly power. Sure, yeah. When open hand. In the, when in the wrong hands. <laughs> sure, exactly. The wrong open hand. Uh, um, so, hey, so I have a. I would like to chat about this. Should we introduce this, our guests? I would love first. to. Yeah, get their perspective on this. Our our guests are titans of the world of entertainment, and not just because they also had, like us, an IFC television show in 2011. <laughs> uh, you know them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know them from good. You know them from Good Mythical Morning, uh, among many other uh, ventures. Uh, Rhett and Link. Hi, Rhett and Link. Hey guys. Hi. <laughs> um, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks um, for doing the show from from our table because we're not allowed to leave. The vicinity of our yeah, office. You guys have ankle bracelets on. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been meaning to ask about those. Have you so, ever seen us outside of this building? I guess I haven't either. Right. I've never seen you within fifty yards of a school. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is a the prisoner situation. <laughs> oh wow! Are we That's all going to be uh, chased by a capture bubble at some point if we try and escape? <laughs> Instead of a mystical island, it's just Burbank. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the most mystical part of the Greater Los right. Angeles area. Right. Right. <laughs> Certainly so. I mean, they got that IKEA. Yeah. I don't know what else is in Burbank besides the IKEA. Oh, shooting range. Shooting range. Yeah. yeah. Not too far. I haven't been in either one of those. Really? I went to the, the old, old IKEA. IKEA. Have you been uh, to the... A, so there is a new... There's an, but now there's a new IKEA that's like the biggest IKEA, right? Yeah. yeah I, you see it from the freeway. <laughs> but I'm like... You're I'm, scared? I'm not going in there. Are you as afraid of IKEA going into IKEA as Jordan is of someone seeing the contents of his grocery store basket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a similar thing. It's a similar thing. Did you see somebody, Jordan? So it's all somebody I'll, specific. I'll, I'll tell you the story. So I, you know, so one. I feel like if you, you know, seeing somebody I know at the supermarket, you know, if you if you if you catch me at the wrong time in yeah. my shop, oh. I seem like my life is falling apart. Mm. Like if we, you know, if you see me, you know, it's like cat litter and something else. Cat, you know, uh-huh. and cat litter kind of stacks sadness. I feel like, you know, it it. it <laughs> 
if someone that the, and that's the first thing you add to your cart. Yeah, sad, it, sad. it creates a nice base. <laughs> yeah. huh? Cat litter it is creates a, a nice base. Right, yes, yeah. exactly. It's a sadness multiplier. It, sadness multiplier. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there's a magic <laughs> the gathering analogy I can make, but I don't know the game well enough. Yeah, tap mana. <laughs> sure, yeah, that works. Um, so you know, I mean, I guess I, I'm so self conscious about this. I should just start by my shop by grabbing a few high roller items and then I could just put them back. Like, What would you say as an example? Let's say you're in Vons. Sure. Okay. Local grocery good. chain mm-hmm. Vons. Yeah. What would you say are your top high roller items <laughs> there in the Vons? And I'm going to I'm I know, gonna stipulate, I, know. I, know. I think we can all agree, number one is going to be Cartier cufflinks. Mm. But, what's no- <laughs> but what's number two? Oh, um, yeah, so I think I just, real quick, just in case I see anybody I know, you grab a bottle of champagne and a rotisserie chicken. Mm. <laughs> that dude's okay. got it together, yep, right. they think. Maybe brioche as well. Oh, a nice brioche. That would go great with the chicken. <laughs> I think I think if you get a rotisserie chicken and a bottle of champagne at the grocery store and that is in your basket, that automatically makes you a sadness lifestyle influencer. <laughs> <Sure>. oh. <laughs> I got to get on Instagram. Yeah. Get on the gram, baby. Sure. I think for me it would just be chips that have pepper on them. <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know, it, the pepper chips. A pepper chip. Yeah, because you, you got pepper at home, so right. if you're purchasing a pre-peppered chip, yeah. you know that you're in a, that you're in a situation where a luxury like that isn't going to break the bank for you. Exactly. <laughs> Paying someone to pepper your chips is within <laughs> your means. Right. Yeah. But I mean, and, and when you know, but also time is money, you know. So you're saving the money you would spend on shaking the shaker in the chips. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I, you know, I'm self conscious about this. It happens. You know. It, but okay. I. I have There's something you need to tell us. I have a toilet situation at home. You detected it. I have an older building. The plumbing is old, but also. I mean, I feel ashamed, I feel shame about this. Just tell us. This I is like, a non-judgmental space. Thank you. Thank you. Except when everyone listens, <laughs> and I think that it's full of judgment. Sure, give it to them. I like I like a moist wipe, oh, and yeah. I know oh, they're wow. I know they're bad for the environment. I know they're oh, bad for okay. plumbing. I think but they're I, bad for your butthole as well. Really? What is it doing to my butthole? Um, <laughs> I I yeah. just thought it was bad for the environment and plumbing, and I was fine with that. I've been told that there's some some irritants in there. <laughs> really? You know that? Uh, I thought the only thing it was doing to your butthole was tenderly caressing. No, it. I think your your rectal skin is very sensitive, and you'll and maybe mm-hmm. over time you'll. Uh, this is why. This is why wow. now what I do is I take um, a couple of sheets of. Couple of just squares of, to- yeah. of toilet paper. Dip it down in the them. toilet water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know that, it, couple... that is one. T- now that is a public restroom technique that I have thought about employing. Uh, but usually, quick like... squirts of four oh nine, and you're ready to go. <laughs> you've got access. Like here at the office, you've got access to. You don't even have to get off of the can to reach over, and I have long arms to the faucet to just. Get a little, get a little wetness on some TP. You create your own moist wipes, huh? But I mean, but it's a, it's a, it's a delicate dance you're doing <laughs> because it has to be not enough so that the square falls apart or gets. You don't want flex. breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, you don't want exactly. Yeah, I have a Japanese toilet seat mm-hmm. uh, in the bathroom in my home office. Mm-hmm. I did not put it in any of the bathrooms that in the main living area where my children might right. accidentally. 
clean themselves. <laughs> I put it in the least used bathroom in, in the house. In daddy's bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, you know, I host a public radio show, and recently we've been getting sponsorships from uh, a toilet brand. I shan't say which brand, yeah. uh, lest they benefit from sponsoring my show. <laughs> And uh, this toilet brand makes a line of, uh, like, signature toilets. Like, it's a regular toilet brand. Like, if, okay. you, if you went but in— But it sprays its signature on your— Yes. <laughs> so it has—yes, uh, it's pheromones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it has a line of, like, premium toilets that they want NPR listeners to enjoy. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, I took a look at them. And not only do some of them have LED downlighting, mm-hmm. wow, uh, which is great because you good for aim. You want to be you want <laughs> good for NPR listeners and like cartooning enthusiasts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. ground effects. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Uh, the other thing that uh, some of them have is an SD card slot. Uh, so you can put in some of your favorite jams. I thought you were saying oh, so you could take shit. photos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a fool believes by the Doobie Brothers, right? Is that, <laughs> that's everybody's first. Yeah, number one. First gonna go-to. Be, is going to be that. Uh, but um, what, so, what, yeah. what did so you I, have? So I have, I, have a, I, have, I, have a, I had a toilet clog. The plunger was not doing the job. Mm. So I looked online for, for toilet hacks. Mm-hmm. My landlord is pretty helpful, but he is an, uh, he is an observant a Jewish man, so he is not available um, on the Sabbath. Right. This particular clog was on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath. That's what you mean by observant. I was. You, yes. <laughs> I, I was he, he's like, you got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? Have you been working out? I'm like, yes, I have. Thank you, Jeremy, the landlord. Uh. Um, so, uh, to- and maybe everybody knows this, but the online toilet toilet clog hack that I found was if you do baking soda and vinegar in the toilet and leave it it will make a volcano well it will yes it will yeah it will it will it will it will just discharge the clog uh-huh okay so i'm like i gotta try this so i went i went to the supermarket and immediately just grabbed baking soda and vinegar and then ran into somebody i knew and i'm like well they're they're looking at this you're like uh i'm a boy scout yeah i was like <laughs> either i'm either i have to Fake it and say that I'm doing a child science experiment or just fess up to the fucking Five Guys dump that's been in there for, for Jordan, six hours. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, mm. you, have a, you have a pretty successful show business career, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't want to take away from you the opportunity to brag about that to someone you haven't seen in a little while. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. You say, oh, well, yeah, well, are you in the WGA? Yeah, sure, I am. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, sure, I got health insurance, whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I'm just saying any person working in show business is only a few weeks from becoming a middle school science teacher. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and this would be an oh, opportunity. That was your opportunity. To take advantage of that. Like, I've, yeah, I've realized that the bottom has dropped out. Yeah. Something, no room for the. Something I think about a lot. Mm-hmm. And I will, stop at, uh, I will stop at the smart and final sometimes on my way home from uh, work. Get a lot of kitty litter there. Yeah, yeah you sure can. <laughs> yeah. And Bulk. how. And how? Are you guys bulk shoppers? Do you do because we've been talking about Costco a lot on the show? Do you uh, guys do Costco's? Are you Smart and Finals? There's a Costco uh, right here, boys. Yeah, I, we did mm-hmm. Costco for my wife and I did Costco for your anniversary the first couple, <laughs> couple of years, and then like we didn't renew the the thing, and then it just sort of we just quit. I share a Costco membership with my mom. 
uh, who lives 500 miles away in San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, I will go to Costco twice a year uh, at, at most. Uh, but I feel like by the time I've gotten in there, I got to make it count. And I will spend like seven hundred dollars at Costco. <laughs> yeah, it's like easy. You, you go in casually, you come out like a prepper. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's very sure. yeah. They have bear traps, right? And uh, tri- <laughs> right. trip wires. It's just like stacks and stacks of stuff. And I just it's like I get very anxious about where am I going to put everything so that right. I can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I don't go in there anymore. So you don't think about the disaster that's impending. No, oh right. no, never. Yeah. I, Only every other day when Rhett seems to bring it up. But, <laughs> yeah. I will stop. Well, at, the end times are near. We all know that. <laughs> uh, certainly so. Uh, I will stop at the Smart and Final specifically for two things that they don't sell at the grocery store that's closer to my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will stop for grape nuts, which uh, only are in a small portion of grocery stores. Is really? that true? Yeah. Really hard to find grape nuts. I would say 40% of grocery stores have grape nuts. Oh, grape nuts, man. I know. I love grape nuts. What can I say? And uh, then I will also stop for Itzits. Uh, I don't even are, know what that is. And Itzits it is a, a San Francisco Bay Area originated frozen treat that is two oatmeal cookies with ice cream in between covered in chocolate. Wow. Um, Whoa. I've yeah. never have I yeah. missed this. Heard it's of this. really good. You'll see them. You'll see them. You'll see them. You'll see them. Keep now your that eyes you've open when you're in that frozen treats aisle. It's uh, it. How did I miss it? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's their slogan. That's their slogan. <laughs> yeah. Vomit on my sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, I, I, when I am buying those two things, I will go to the express line. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm only buying two things. I'm not, I'm not buying a whole, you know. Cart full of You're there for supplies. nuts and its. Exactly. And I always think when I'm standing there, it really, there is no combination of things you can buy in that aisle. There's no four things you can buy at the grocery store that aren't sad. Mm-hmm. And there's no less sad place overall than the grocery store. It's a necessary part of everyone's life. It doesn't matter who you are. You've got to go get some groceries. You're going to need a breakfast cereal. But no mm-hmm. matter what three or four things you have or seven things you have in that express line, it is always a story about sadness. It like sure. the extrapolations and the connections turn into for sale baby shoes never used immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only it's like with OK Magazine. Yeah. I, do, I don't, I don't want to be judged for this. My biggest fear is being judged for this. But I was behind a woman the other day who had uh, uh, rum – Coke and gummies, five <laughs> packs of different gummies. And five like, different, five like it was like worms, bears, oh. Patch Kids, and peach rings. Mm-hmm. So standard well, it, Patch Kids or sour? Oh, Joe, just Patch Kids. Okay. And did the, the <laughs> did the cashier say anything? Because because I, I feel like there's a certain personality profile of a cashier who will, you know, like it happened to me recently when I was going camping, mm-hmm. and they were like. Camping trip, huh? Like they they, <laughs> sure. they 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 analyze the items, they make the assumption. I kind of feel like it's the same kind of person that assumes a woman is pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, how far along are you? Because because right. I feel like you can quickly get yourself into trouble. Yeah, and the way you performed that camping trip question or assertion made me feel concerned because it really lived in that liminal zone <laughs> between question and accusation. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, camping it? trip, yeah. huh? Camping, sure. Yeah, right. Camping exactly. trip, huh? Like, it could just mean they also love to camp. <laughs> right. Love to get out there, but... 
The other day I was getting, uh, you know, kitty litter and tequila and frozen waffles, and the cashier just said, dating's hard, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I got these apps easy. I don't know. Yeah, just doing um, what you can. But, I, but the person who saw – you saw this person. Yeah. And – what was the nature of the the acquaintance? Sure, it was it was. I mean, uh, whenever I I feel like ninety percent of my bump intos yeah. in life is someone I took an improv with class with five years ago, oh, okay. <laughs> ten years ago, I guess at this point. So yeah, this Say, was this. This was someone I took an improv class with like ten years ago. Same thing with me, Jordan. Only I never leave the house, so it's just when I'm watching television commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, you're like oh, yeah. uh, but good for them. Yeah. They got a yeah, Sonic got commercial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so and was, you could just, tell that this yeah. person was looking at your cart, or you just yeah. you were so self conscious that you were you convinced yourself that the person was looking at your cart. Well, I think I look in carts, and I, I oh, mean, I'm yeah. this is this is you. Well, were you looking in this person's cart? Because yeah, I was, both ways. I was looking. What yeah, was in I mean, cart? when you point the finger, there's four pointed back at you, and there's two in the bush. I don't know the expression. Uh, yeah, I don't remember this guy's cart. It was... it was it Unnotable. Was unnotable, yes. Oh, jeez. Because uh, so that's not, what you I want. I could not tell a story about what was going on in his life. You want compromise. You know what I mean? If somebody is going to come at you looking in your cart, you want to be able to know that you've looked in their cart... It's very bad, and so if they come at you, you can come back at the <laughs> right. <laughs> you want mutually assured destruction. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. everybody's got nukes pointed at each other. That's they taunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Salt the earth so nothing grows. Exactly. Um, Brett and Link, I wanted to ask you about a positively wild video that you guys posted. Uh, uh, on your YouTube channel. Does this mean day. we don't get to hear if you unclog the toilet? Or oh. are we going to come? I do have to <laughs> well, know if, yeah. if, if this science experiment works. Well, we got our pledge drive uh, coming up, and if you donate, you can hear <laughs> what's going on with my shitter. <laughs> guys. I got to know if it works. Guys, it works like a charm. The fucking uh, baking soda and vinegar, it works great. My, to- I'm, my toilet's flushing. It's flushing... It's flushing five guys. It's flushing fat burger. <laughs> it's it flushed a goddamn Jack's munchie meal. Oh gosh. But I But it could just be that you let it sit. Did you try one last flush before a control flush before oh. adding the experiment? Cause sometimes I'll just, you know, my 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 son, my middle son, mm. he will He's like he's like a beaver building a dam in there every time. <laughs> Got to look out for those middle and kids. He'll, he'll, it's not his fault. His teeth keep growing and growing. <laughs> and growing. <laughs> so and he'll just come out and tell me like now I have to go in there and take care of it. And I'm like, he doesn't have a plunger in there. Uh, yeah, he's got a plunger in there, and that's what I tell him. Has, have you have you shown him how to use it? <laughs> How you get, why you got to show someone how to use a plunger? Uh, you it's, do. You kind of look yeah, at you it. Do. You kind of know. No, because no. when you technique. look, you got to you got to wait for the. You have to be sure that the the suction has taken. You yeah. have to. Here's here's the thing about it's kind of like sex. I think that when 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 it's <laughs> <Go> really <on. laughs> when it's really time, mm. your body just knows right. what to do. <laughs> sure. I mean, it's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> it's true. I mean, we're all yes biologically pulled. No one really has to plunging. Tell, I mean. It, I think it's better if you're told. Mm-hmm. Your children are going to have so many unwanted pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's better if you're told, but if you're not, I think you can still get the clog out. You know what I'm saying? Here's I, the I, thing. I hear you. But, and, and yeah, maybe it's one of those things that maybe he'll appreciate it more if he 
but he learns the technique himself. But yeah. I, but the technique that he's really learning is I'm like I'm not doing it. Just let it. Just give it. Right. Just give it eight hours. I know uh, exactly what you mean, though. But I think yes. Yeah, so I think my my excitement over this hack is could just be because the what time. the shit had broken up. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The, so. the trip to the grocery store is what exactly, yeah. That you know, hour I spent at the grocery store, you know, was the time that it needed to dissolve. Yeah. So it could, you, it, could, it could be true. I want to <laughs> know what other lessons your children aren't getting. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you tapped out on uh, besides sex and plunger I don't know. I'm yeah. I I actually thought I was a good dad in telling that story. I think you've just taken it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but we'll I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, some, some people get the kids swim lessons. Some people, kids, some people just throw the kid in the pool, and you know, their biological need to survive will take over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're doing, but with um, with sex, with, with sex, <laughs> <laughs> sex and poop. Yeah, I think once my kids are old enough. I'm just going to throw them into an orgy. <laughs> toss Go them. nuts. <laughs> and they'll figure out, you know. Your body will tell you what to do. <laughs> there are options. Figure out what you're into. Yeah. Here's Something a, for everybody. Here's a plunger, son, I'll say. Sure, yeah. I mean, we all went with our dad when we turned 16 to Burning Man. <laughs> got thrown in that yurt. <laughs> just to figure it out. Make me some grandkids. Oh, or not. I'd it's love your to have, choice. I'd love to have a yurt lifestyle. That'd I don't. Be nice. I, that's. I think the well, right, biggest you're prepping. Thing, the, the yurt is you got, the. You got a yurt the, ready. I like the idea of a yurt for sure. I mean, right now prepping for me it, it consists of having like containers that are supposed to be filled with water, but they're not filled with anything. <laughs> yeah, they, but they could. But they're in the garage. They could be. Right. You know, if it really hits the fan, it's like, well, I've got containers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you can put those water. out. Here's what you do. You put those out there and uh, uh, collect rainwater. It's a rain barrel. Or <laughs> I learned this from uh, the Voyage of the Mimi, not to brag, but I watched a lot of PBS as a seven-year-old. Okay. Uh, you get they a, that's us in class. We love, it was like a class. You got to watch the Voyage of the Mimi. You got class Affleck? Oh, yeah. You got class Affleck. Yes. In class, class Affleck. Class Affleck, yes. It's when you, you watch Affleck in class. Put, you put up a tarpaulin. This is what the uh, uh, the deaf mm, woman the mm, deaf woman on uh, mm. Voyage of the Mimi did. She put up a tarpaulin. I don't, I don't know what Voyage of the Mimi is. <laughs> I'm a, just sitting a, over here. It's a it's a public TV special about people who get stranded on an island and they like survive. They love to. Oh, really? A young they're, Ben Affleck's in it. Yeah, they're whale scientists. Oh. There's a there's a white beard. There's a white bearded guy. There's young Ben Affleck. There's a deaf woman and there's some other people and a tarp. Yeah, and they put the tarp up and collect the condensation and they make the tarp so it. So the, when the condensation happens overnight, it uh-huh, goes yeah. down into yes. the jug. And that's yeah. how they get their water when they're surviving. Because they, they, they don't have time to do whale science. They're on an island. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get this tarpaulin put up. Um, I'd rather die than drink tarp water. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's not great. It's not a great taste. Fair. Fair. Yeah. fair. But, I mean, if you season the tarp, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. <laughs> just soak the tarp in some olive oil. But, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, leave it out at all. I've seen you at Vaughn's. You're a high roller. That's true. Yeah, that's right. I'm not worried about it. Um, can I ask you guys about this Yeah, now video? I'm, sa- I'm now Good. satisfied it, 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 that the shit's no amazing. longer in the toilet. Uh, we can move forward. You, you guys did a video where you, like, did a cold read mm. of fan fiction about you. Oh, yes. Yeah. It was wild <laughs> tell, tell, uh, I would love to hear about what that experience was like 
So you watched an episode of Good Mythical Morning that you weren't in. Yes. <laughs> my first one. First. It was okay. <laughs> he heard a lot about it. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, yeah, they, yeah, eat, we, they eat stuff. They do challenges. Yeah, we, we did not read the fan fiction ahead of time. The yeah. game was, it was, the stories were on alternating cards, and the game was how far can you get and if you can't read a card, if we couldn't bring ourselves to read a card, then you would uh, you, you lose. Or if a point you couldn't read it without some sort of break, uh, yeah, some sort of just reaction. guttural right. explosion of yeah of feeling. Now I know that you guys have passionate fans. You're a huge fan base. You guys have been stars for a decade or more. But what I guess. I don't know what the narrative mm. of well the well the your... narrative is us fucking <laughs> okay. in, in, in yeah. pretty much all of it. Yeah. I can see that that'd be cute. <laughs> yes, yeah. so there was not to spoil the video for people who haven't seen it, but there is there's one where you have a master and dog relationship. <laughs> yeah, I I uh, Red had to be the dog. Yeah, which, which that was nice. a twist. That was a twist. Why, you were, you why, assumed, why was that a twist? <laughs> you assumed that you would be well, if there was a master well, and dog because relationship. In, in the first story, uh, one of us was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the end, we found out that was Link. And then, you know, I thought that was... I think that was the second story. I think that, yeah. No, Jordan yeah, yeah. was right. The first no, one... No, yeah, you're right. The second one was pregnant. You, you were a dog in the kennel type thing, and I <laughs> let you out. And I had a butt plug uh, <laughs> that was a, had a dog's tail on it. That you could uh, wag by clenching your... Clenching my... Uh, sphincter. Let's say sphincter. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know why we would draw the line. <laughs> right. right. Let's not. Hey, man, just say Come sphincter. On, Come on, dude. dude. This is... Okay. <laughs> say it three times. Yeah. Are you... <laughs> sphincter, sphincter, sphincter. <laughs> you know you need... Uh, he appeared! <laughs> sphincter man! <laughs> I mean... I'm excited it... for that Jordan Peele reboot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and... Isn't that probably most definitely an actual product? I mean, the, oh, you fun. squeeze it in it in the tail wag. Uh, yeah, I think that's fun. If I if I was if I wanted to be a pretend dog to have sex or have sex with a pretend dog mm-hmm. man, uh, that seems like the number one way you do it, right? Yeah, I mean, right. that and like you know that kind of like makeup on your face, like uh, <laughs> sort of like hobo makeup. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of like what? it's kind of like a no ha- no one knows <laughs> like a Halloween nineteen like a Halloween just like a, a little dirty like a Halloween yeah. nineteen sixty two kind of situation where you're a brown dog with white spots and okay, big yeah. floppy ears yep, okay. yep. you know uh-huh. what I'm talking that seems like that might be first before the sphincter thing but those two things are what come yeah, to mind if I imagine how you would do that for sex purposes and he just had sex with my leg yeah. Oh, that, really? That one, the record. That one yeah. was uh, pretty tame. The the pregnant. What, well, what struck me about the you were tame. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, what struck me about the pregnancy one was how there was there was some really beautiful domestic drama in there. In that it kind of painted this picture of a relationship, a sort of Mad Men type situation. Uh, no, yeah, maybe a little more. You know, maybe a little more. You know, like a Duplass Brothers. Thing. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. This okay. kind of relationship that I mean, it was clear that there was a lot of love there. But you know, as relationships do, you know, when you get into kind of domestic situations, the you know the passion can kind of leave, and you you know you get caught up in everyday things, but. 
But when I was Link, doing dishes, you were doing I dishes, believe. and when you learned that you had the male pregnancy gene, yeah, and that you guys could get pregnant, it just reignited this passion, you know. And that was kind of part of the story. It's like something, you know, that passion from the early relationship came back when you learned that you could yeah. make a baby together. Yeah, it's like when I when I got my twenty three and Me results, <laughs> and I was, and I, I was gonna have. Uh, I got some bad news and I blocked it out. Like, what is the thing that they told me that I was going to have? Uh, Alzheimer's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I right. couldn't quite remember. Sure. Wow, that really <laughs> adds some serious pathos yeah. to this narrative. <laughs> yeah. You, you got to check a new box. It's like, I, do you want to know the real stuff? Yeah. It's like, oh, I might could get Alzheimer's. I was like, when I, when I, or did, pregnant as a man. <laughs> it's kind of the same. <laughs> sure. When I did my 23 and me, I just said, I just want to know what breeds I am. <laughs> like, sure. Leave it at that, you know. I mean, Jesse, do you ever wonder which of us would be the dog and which would be the master? <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting. I mean, I feel like we should throw it to them, but I don't think we can judge from, from, no. int- we've got this 20 year history. Sure. Of, yeah. It's loaded. Uh, of dog play. That <laughs> we know who is, we know the yeah, correct well, answer, but who uh, do you think well, would be the dog I, and who would know, be the master? I think that, um, again, I, I think that people might typically say oh well, okay link ha- he sort of has this boyish quality so like yeah so let's 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 make <laughs> let's make him the dog um, <laughs> but i think that with when my, you said that by the way his ears perked up yeah he totally did <laughs> my boyish quality my I'm size sure. and my um, mm. and the facial hair yeah. i think is more you know is more dog like so right. if we follow that logic yeah, then that Jesse, would be you, you Jesse. We have more facial hair than jordan does yeah it's just yeah. as simple as that yeah. well you got to keep it simple Sure. Yeah, yeah. K I S S. Mm-hmm. James Carville taught and we, us that. And we also know it's that the economy. You know, mm-hmm. because Jordan has been using those moist wipes, that his asshole is a little irritated. So <laughs> right. I don't think that it could accept the butt yeah. plug. In it the, would be probably bad fashion. for me to to use a butt plug until it, it gets all healed up. <laughs> oh, I like those wipes so much. There's no good. That's there's so many bad things about them. You just I put guess. them in a little waste paper basket. Yeah, I guess. But that's. That's gross. a gross thing to it's have. It's gross. The, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about I it. I got to wean myself off the wipes, I think. Yeah. Got to do no you think wipes you're in 2020. I might be I don't know. I haven't I mean I haven't tried to How stop. long have you how long have you gone, ever gone without them? I mean No, I mean I I bring them when I travel, I do have a tiny pack that I bring oh, yeah. in my case. In yeah, case you're addicted. I'm addicted to wipes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're going to have to go to WA. Yeah, what? Sure, yeah. <laughs> Do I need a sponsor? Yeah. <laughs> whole thing. I'm feeling tempted to wipe. You have a whole to-do list now. You got to get a sponsor. You got to get a son. Gotta get a son. Yeah, That's Jordan's got to get a son. Running joke on the show is I scream, I got to get a son. Oh, really? Don't go why? I love it. <laughs> it it's just my favorite. Is. It's, it's a running favorite. joke. <laughs> it's my ab- Sorry, all the other j- running jokes. My favorite is <laughs> Jordan says he's got to get a son. Do you guys have- We you- might have the answer, by the way, if you got in on the grape nuts- yeah, it might yeah. sure things up for you. Oh, that's a, that's a road to recovery. I thought you. Yeah. Were, I thought you were going to say that you might have an answer on how he can get a son. It's to oh. take your take your sex ed class. Yes. <laughs> just buy a plunger. Just, just see what your body wants to do. <laughs> just hop into the yurt, and <laughs> maybe you come out with a son. Maybe you don't. I I, not I did world. not know. N- not that I want to go back to the fan fiction thing, but let's, no, let's do. It. I, I I was I was fascinated. It was such a fun video to watch, and the fact that you guys had not read it ahead of time was delightful. Yeah, I had never read any of it. 
And Rhett had read some of it because if he hears about anything, he's going to look into it a little bit. Well, but and I, I, also, I hear about something like, you know what? I heard enough about that to not look into it. Well, and I think late last year is when when I said I just feel like we should do we should do something with fan fiction. I know people have done it before, and there's there's a few like it's it's so it's bizarre. I, I did live shows. Where I think they what it. I said on the show is I don't really understand the psychology <laughs> associated with it, but I guess we could figure it out. I just did I just did an episode of uh, Judge John Hodgman, my other podcast, with uh, two litigants, one who are both nuts about Buffy, mm-hmm. and one of them had never watched the last season of Buffy because she knew that one of her favorite characters died in the last season. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about her love of fan fiction, one of the reasons she loves fan fiction is this character that she loves, she like identifies with very deeply, is still alive and has parallel adventures in some of this fan fiction. And uh, Jane Espenson was on the show, who was a rough writer on Buffy and has written on every television show. Super funny, super great lady. And she was like, she had the most generous, and I guess like if you're both a nice person and an important writer on Buffy, like the epicenter of fan culture for the past 30 years, Mm -hmm. like uh, either you move to Mexico or you get comfortable with the idea. But she had the most generous, she's like, you know, I know that like we made art and it now lives with the people who consume it. It lives with all of them in a different way and many of them like choose to expand it and imagine it in their own ways inside themselves and with each other. And she's like that is like one of the coolest parts of having made this. Well, and that makes sense to me. Like having a fictional world that's already been constructed. Mm Mm-hmm. That people's you know kind of visit in their imaginations and then being able to I'm not getting enough from the original creators sure. of this, but it's but then it feels like a different thing to be like oh these are just two real life friends <laughs> sure but you guys use had their never... real names on the show <laughs> yeah yeah. But yeah you guys had never done any dog stuff I mean that I had seen <laughs> right, on GMM and for that reason I think you you. Retreat to the world of the imagination. Well, I, honestly, my rea- if I'm going to be frank, my reaction to this whole topic is just being mad that there's no fan fiction where me and Jordan fuck. <laughs> our, listen, our, we've been I doing know, this a long time if too, I guys. Know our listeners, and I think I do, they're just too busy with the Sonic stuff. Yeah, they're churn- have to churn oh. out so much Sonic fan fiction uh. that they can't get okay. to their you know fourth favorite podcast. They got to catch all those Pokemons too. <laughs> sure, yeah, and then you know how it is. You get down to the last one and he escapes. Yeah, like, God damn it, I got to catch them all. Sure, yeah, that's what I've heard about. Pokemon. Oh, but the, the one I appreciated the most, which I do think, um, well, I appreciate it, and, I'm, and it has also like affected me the most and my behavior since, is the one about the peanut butter. Right. Now, this does <laughs> lean into a like ongoing joke on the show. Right. Uh, so this wasn't, you know, it's like you don't guys don't do a lot of pregnancy stuff. So this is clearly <laughs> just like this person's kink plus their favorite show. Just a little bit of pregnancy stuff around Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, but the peanut butter, like like peanut butter related jokes, are part of the show's DNA. Yes, I, I mean I'm I'm an avid lover of peanut butter. Right, 
But what I mean by that mm-hmm. is that I like to, to stick eat your dick it. in a no. peanut butter no. jar. Is that what you mean? No. I'm an avid lover of peanut butter, and what I mean by that is I'm Mr. Ed from the television show. <laughs> Mr. Sure. Ed. Yes, and that's how you, that's why it looks like you're talking the whole time. <laughs> I'm actually doing both of our voices. This is a Phil Hendricks situation. <laughs> Jesse's mouth just looks like it's moving. Serious question. Okay, so that that video that, that episode got viewed less than normal. Because it was age restricted, sure, mm-hmm. you know. But still, there's several hundred thousand people have seen it. Mm-hmm. How I hope many? My mom I, is not one of them. I watched it twenty times, <laughs> so you can count that into the. Okay, uh, okay. How many guys? I watched it several hundred thousand times, <laughs> minus twenty. Okay, just leave this it on. is you, because you know it is. A, it's an undeniable. It has to be true that some dude, as a result of that episode, has fucked peanut butter. It it has yeah, to be the case, statistically, right? Sure. That's just math. Yeah, right. And then so how again, many? How to many? To my earlier point, you kind of if you just go on instinct, it's going to happen. That's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there there's a Reddit thread called something like "Don't put your dick in there" or something. Or, oh my! Oh, wow, is this a whole subreddit? <laughs> how do? Why do I know about this? Oh. <laughs> Listen, we all know we all know about weird things that we wish we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you big, know what not to put your dick in. Sure. <laughs> That's, yeah. I like that this came out immediately after you accused Red of learning a little bit about something and then going and learning more about it. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened what to you s- when you heard about don't stick your dick in it. <laughs> what are some examples? I have not to. Okay. I, have, I haven't been to the thread. Okay. Or I'm not going to talk about going to the thread. Sure. <laughs> but I think I know about it because they'll. It'll be a thread about something else, but there'll be a picture, and then someone will. Th- it'll it'll have a hole, right. and then so they'll they'll put. Oh, you should cross post this here, so gotcha, I'm aware sure. that it exists. But right, but I, I have not you, officially you, visited. You subscribe to r slash hole picks, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes people are like, "Now this one, yeah. this one, yeah, yeah." I think that's it. That's subreddit it. for everything. <laughs> but your broader opinion, your broader belief is that peanut butter is naturally horny. That there is a fundamental horniness about peanut butter, and I, I'm not, I'm not saying this skeptically. Number one, I accept your assertion, and number two, <laughs> okay, I, I uh, would assertion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to be clear, <laughs> I would, I would add to this that somebody had to look at peanuts. Somebody pulled some peanuts George out Washington of the ground, Carver. George uh, Washington uh, uh, Carver specifically, and said, "What can I do to make these hornier?" <laughs> and he said, I'm going to butter them. You know? <laughs> I mean, I think we're, we're talking about this in very broad strokes, certainly. But, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds and consistencies of peanut butter. So I would think that maybe Thank there you. are some that, that would facilitate this and some that would not. Yeah, I wouldn't want to yeah. stick my dick in natural peanut butter. Oh, yeah. I, that's, I would nothing but. <laughs> really? Well, I would never. No, yeah. Okay, well, there's, there's, well, there's, there's a lot of there's oil. There's oil. oily layer. There's the oil at the yeah. top. Yeah. But then, then there's, there's a, the... it's a rock, it's a pretty rock hard. <laughs> I think I can get through it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you need something that's got the hydrogenated oil in it that yeah. it, it's, it mixes very well. It's, you know, homogenous. So I think we're talking about like a creamy. You're talking about Jeff. Peter Pan here. Jeff, Peter Pan. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the Peter boy Pan who never grew up. <laughs> Second star to the right, straight on till morning. Have I ever been on a podcast where every single thing I'm about to say makes me cringe before I say it? Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Happy we're glad to, help. We're glad to have you here. Thanks yeah. for employing Jordan sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I've... Um, I definitely think that it, it, get, it probably got some people thinking and doing. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, right. Out of hundreds of thousands. You're thinking six. Yeah, I was thinking un- under 10, but more than one for sure. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good guess. I I think if I was going to if I was going to say I'd say 6 and I would say I would say <laughs> one natural peanut butter is just a total failure. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I would say two like Peter Pan, Donald Duck kind of peanut butters. Donald Duck does the orange juice. <laughs> I don't think there's Donald Duck peanut I've been, butter. I've been using that as peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's orange. It's frozen. It comes yeah, no, it's orange juice. Orange juice from concentrate. Sorry, man. I, I don't know what to no tell you. It's way off. PBJ. My kids always say my wife's PBJs taste better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I think and then I think there's like one or two people who like got out a butter knife and got some Regular, good old fashioned chunky Jif, yeah, and laid it on. You know oh, what just I mean? Laid it on, mm-hmm. laid it on. So they didn't mm-hmm. go into the jar; they just lay it on, right? And then, and then they, they, you know, they spread their wings and fly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> that, I mean, taking a knife to it, yeah, is not my idea no, of, a, yeah. of safe be, sex. But uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I mean, obviously, these are adventurous sorts. <laughs> I so right. these people have open minds, wow. and uh, they're just listening to their bodies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> as, as someone will instinctively pick up a plunger, sometimes they will instinctively <laughs> butter their dong. I don't know. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, Jordan. Yes. Every episode of Jordan, Jesse, go is brought to you by all of the wonderful members of MaximumFun.org. And in fact, right around the corner is the MaxFun Drive when you, who are not yet a member of MaximumFun.org, can become a member of MaximumFun.org. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of special episodes, and uh, if you if you donate... Uh, you, there's a lot of cool stuff involved, and maybe the best part of donating, all that sweet bonus content. Kind of love that Boco. Boco we recorded, four days. We recorded Boco for uh, for this year. New Boco. I mean, there's like years and years of it at this point, but we recorded new Boco that is a drinking game that listeners created mm-hmm. for us to play, but we did not know the rules of it. So the premise was, we just have to try and do an episode of Jordan Jesse Go. While Brian is constantly interrupting us by ringing a bell uh, because we hit one of the land drinking mine drinking yeah. game landmines that a listener created for us, uh, we did that with uh, Ben Harrison from the Greatest Generation. Yeah. Uh, ben and I drank uh, lukewarm uh, Bud Light alcoholic seltzer, mm-hmm. uh, and Jesse drank a weed soda. I drank almost two whole almost weed two soda. whole weed sodas. <laughs> one an weed unsafe soda amount. Frankly, has too much marijuana. In it for one person to drink. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be frank with you, Jordan. And I drank almost two whole ones, and I slept very well that night. 
<laughs> yeah, so it was uh, it was a total blast. Uh, uh, the drinks were gross. Ben Harrison's wife had to come pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the drinks were gross. The laughs were many. Yeah. Uh, and that is an episode that you can only hear uh, by donating at the Maximum Fun Drive. So keep an ear out for that. This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we also have a sponsor. It's our friends at ZipRecruiter. You know, ZipRecruiter's got a big R&D department. Oh, yeah? And according to their research, nearly three quarters of employees Employers are having difficulty filling open positions. What? Yeah, people aren't looking for jobs. They're overemployed. Oh, boy. 68% of employers have raised their wages. 23% have increased their benefits. So it seems like you'd just be you'd be lousy with candidates. Right. Yeah, but the problem is they're doing that to retain their employees, and so you got to recruit to get good and qualified candidates. you got to use ZipRecruiter. Yeah, if you have a difficult role to fill, no matter what your industry, hire with ZipRecruiter. They're going to send your job to over 100 top job sites. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Job site, job site, job site, job site. And they're going to scan through thousands of resumes. Scan, 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 scan. To find people with the right skills and experience for your job. And they actively invite them to apply. Please come over. (laughs) Yes, that's ZipRecruiter's AI (laughs) that says, please come over. Hello, it's me. Uh, I live inside the ZipRecruiter computer. We, this is a goof. ZipRecruiter doesn't have an AI with it's an upsetting me. child it's, voice. It's me, the ZipRecruiter computer. Uh, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. The very first day, says me, the ZipRecruiter computer. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh-oh, this is a character now. <laughs> Uh, try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. ZipRecruiter. Zip oh, boy. The smartest way to hire. Uh, <laughs> awful character. Awful character. <laughs> the smartest way oh, to hire, Jordan. I, yeah, I hear it. Ba- I, in, I hear it, baby AI. How actively important <laughs> invite them to apply. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back in just a like second. Like the little girl AI from the Resident Evil movies. I'm <laughs> Jordan Jessica. The Red Queen. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Burbank bad boy, Jesse Thorne. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhett McLaughlin, Sultan of Saltines. <laughs> and Link Neal, still loving peanut butter. <laughs> Even after all that. Yeah. After all that, yeah. It's a true love. That's how you know it's a true love. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. even after c- all that, it, I have, I haven't it had comes it back to I'm not kidding. Yeah. I haven't had it since. Since the since the episode, yeah, wow. I'm, I, I'm you know I've looked at it, but I haven't tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> You're wari- warily circling it. Yeah. All right, peanut butter. We've been <laughs> we've been through a lot. Yeah, it's a good spread. It is. <laughs> great. It's a great. What's your top three, Jordan? Top three spreads. Oh, yeah. no, oh. put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I you know I think peanut butter's number one. Yeah. Mm, number two, 
got to be mayonnaise. Sure. It'll mm. it'll juice up a sandwich. <laughs> That's oh, exactly what I was going to say. It'll juice up a it'll sandwich. It'll juice up a sandwich. sandwich. Sandwiches aren't juicy enough without mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. And my number three spread is the <laughs> spread shot power up from Contra. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Great, oh, wow, yes. A great gun for a great game. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. The That's... sound. Can you make the sound it made? I think I can. Yeah, I know you could. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Swing tip of the tongue, <laughs> the teeth, and the lips. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was more. Oh, oh shit. You're Ooh. right. Oh, wow. That's closer. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, who's the dog now, George? <laughs> <laughs> woof woof, I guess. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, like uh, you are able to perfectly recreate the spread gun <laughs> from Contra on a podcast, we ask you to call us for our segment, Momentous Occasions. The telephone number is 206-984-4FUN. Uh, the email address, jjgo at maximumfun.org, where you can just send us a fucking voice memo, baby. Do it. Just put it in your telephone and then send it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. And let's say Eliza Skinner. That's a good guess. Brian, can you pause this for a second? I'm 100% certain that this is not a call to Jordan, Jesse, go. It is just a scene from one of the Blair Witch sequels. (laughs) (laughs) You mean Book of Shadows? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, press play. John from Michigan, 58 years old. I just now, this second, got off the stage from my first ever improv show. And among those in the audience was my 11-month-old grandson, who will be able to someday, when he's grown up, point at the screen and say, look, my grandpa's on Saturday Night Live. I was there for his first show. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. First of all, we love you too. We love you too. And uh, I look forward to running into you at the grocery store. <laughs> Please don't judge my life based on what's in my cart. I like that he finished his improv show and immediately wandered into the center of a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. There's probably another show going on. You know, improv theaters, they stack the shows. Okay, so, yeah. you know, You've got to turn over the audience. They're only paying the five bucks. That's really great. Yeah, um, yeah way to go. Way to, way, welcome to, uh, you know, a life of performing for. Uh, audiences that are smaller than your group. <laughs> What's the most unlikely person you ever had in an improv class, Jordan? When you were taking UCB classes, and you you took you did some improv in high school as well. right? Yeah, I did. Uh, yes, thank you. Comedy sports with a Z. Yeah, that's how you knew it was fun. Yeah. Um, well, you knew it was fun because one of the people wears a referee shirt, like at Foot Footlocker. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're like sports. You mm-hmm. bet. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think when I started improv, it was, you know, it's the people you expect to be taking improv classes. Uh, comedy hopefuls, goofballs, um, the unemployable, (laughs) these types. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I think when you kind of progressed, you know, as, as it, as improv got to be more popular and kind of like, you know, like the Judd Apatow movies kind of turned everyone onto the idea of that, like, some of this is improv. They're just making it up. You kind of got a broader swath of people in there. Um, Ever any 58-year-olds? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I taught a – is a little bit different, but I taught a sketch class for a while. And there were some, there were some old dudes, including some, like – including a couple of, like, beachcomber types. Okay. Yeah. Who, like, literally – there was one guy who literally – Rode a recumbent bike to class. <laughs> he showed up to class, was on a recumbent bike oh, in a tie dye t shirt, uh, and just wanted to uh, 
write sketches. What did he – God, this guy had a lot of crazy ideas. Yeah, a really good Howdy Doody parody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. He like complained because it was, at the time like it was um, – you know, at the kind of height of Game of Thrones, so everybody was doing a Game of Thrones parody, and like he's like, I I've never watched the show, and I never will. <laughs> Mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry that show made so many people happy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, I did have some older older folks, and he was he was definitely the kookiest, but nobody like that 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 goofy. Well, you see the world in a completely different way from a recumbent bike. You know? <laughs> right. So it's yes. like the perspective that you bring to any situation is just a. Slightly different angle. Yeah. Have you Always guys... on, slightly off. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> Just like I, IFC. Well, we could all agree that the glory days of IFC <laughs> yeah. was. Yeah, when the grid and Rhett and Link commercial yeah. kings were on. <laughs> nice. Those the days. All downhill from there. Yeah. We never took a improv class. Yeah. We never, I you know, it was, it was, I guess we do, uh, everything we do on the show is improv, but it it's scripted. It's, we know it's, it's I funny that scripts. we never thought of it. <laughs> we never really thought of it that way. It's just like, okay, we're just going to talk to each other. It, we thought of it more like a podcast, yeah. even though I guess there's principles of improv associated with that. But I also thought that we were never great at actual improv mm-hmm. because the few principles that I understand, it's like, well, probably not great at those. I mean, I think that the the you know the improv rule that everybody goofs on is yes and yeah, uh, but it is I think very important. I mean, it's a it's an important idea. Uh, I disagree. See, this, but it, now the podcast has stopped. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I feel like that is that is very good. Mythical morning is very yes and like you guys don't you guys At its you guys best. do the you do the shit you know it's a grand adventure yeah right and I think we also discover. Why it, the other way doesn't work? Sure. Because we we've also done that over the years when it's just like, well, I I agree, or I wanted to go here. What it, what you, your response is not where I wanted to go with this thing. So now we're just pulling and pushing at each other. I mean, at the at the very beginning, before it was Good Mythical Morning, it was um, we were, we'd we'd drive into work and we would keep quiet. And we would just talk about what we were going to talk about, what we'd usually talk about in the car. This is back in North Carolina. We would just film it behind a card table. Mm. Good morning, Chia Lincoln. <laughs> and so that that was kind of our training ground for what became Good Mythical Morning. And we would, it's like, okay, I got this story. And I would just give a little tidbit or he'd give me a little tidbit and say, okay, we got 10 minutes. I don't want to know what it is because we're about to talk about it. I want to sure. talk about it before we talk about it. But then every few episodes at the beginning there, so our wires would get crossed and we would, we would get in a fight mm. on air. No, we no, would kind of we would just kind of seethe, yeah. and then right when it was over, <laughs> I would usually be like, "Hey, listen, when you did when you said this, it it made me mad because this." And then we would we would be we'd have an and argument. Would hit him on the nose with a newspaper. We'd have an argument for like an hour and a half. Wow, it was just, just like the whole thing would just start to explode. Well, and we had it like a we had a college intern that was. Working for us it was the only person who's doing some editing, and um, so he, he would he basically run the camera for Good Morning Chilling. Yeah, he would sit right beside the camera, and it was this point blank range. He was as close to us as we are to each other now. And then whenever we would cut, we would you know we would launch right into assessing the episode right there. Mm-hmm. So the hour and a half <laughs> argument that we would have would be as if it were still the show, right? Oh Even, man! And then, the, and the dude Derek, 
was his name, he would be sitting <laughs> this like, close to is us. This part of the show? Yeah, and he would yeah. just sit there. Not yeah. saying, like, he, he didn't say much in general, but he definitely didn't say anything during those He moments. would sit wow. there and just kind of look. He wouldn't say, you know, you, he would look down. You can like get, you in the get grocery a breath store. Of fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, For an hour. Jordan, wow. and I, Jordan and I are so pathologically conflict averse mm-hmm. uh, that I'm sure. We never, we never had those kind of fights in our twenty years working together. Mm-hmm. We just have built our own little mind palaces of resentments. <laughs> <laughs> like Jordan, when he when he needs to when he needs to blow off some steam, he can yeah. go into the room about how bad I was in the play he wrote. Uh, uh, <laughs> you were good in that play. <laughs> you were, I don't think you were bad in the play. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. To, I'm glad to thank hear you. that. I yeah. think I did. I don't. I felt bad because I felt like the play was I, better. Jesse was in a play I wrote in high school. And he was good in it. <laughs> but wow. if if I may turn he's a talent, the talent, he's a talented performer. I know it's your show, but I really would like to know. And maybe it, maybe it's in this form of this show. Maybe it's in another. Since you guys have known each other so long, but like, especially when you're trying to create something, you you kind of got to figure it out right at first. So yeah. it could lead to tension. Sure. I mean, well, we was there that did you? Was it only the palaces? <laughs> what we did is you know we started when we were in college, mm-hmm. and I think we just kind of. Teamed, we just trained our guns on our other friend that did the show with us. <laughs> Made him suffer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Gene. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. Sorry, so Gene. Did, did Gene ever say, like, hey, guys, I'm really... Did he ever, like, come clean and be like, guys, I'm kind of upset with you? Gene just wouldn't show up. Yeah. <laughs> he just <laughs> not show yeah. up sometimes, yeah. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I, think, I think we have gotten better about kind of, like, not... You know, not letting that stuff simmer. I think we're, you know, I'll, I'll pat us on job. the back of, you know, kind of addressing that stuff when it comes up. But man, yeah, it is not my instinct to have those talks. Yeah. It is my instinct to, you know, retreat to the palace and right. clog my mind toilet. <laughs> 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 Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Holly calling from Vermont. Um, I have a momentous occasion, and it is that I just got laid off from my job, and I recently turned 30, and I think I'm going to bike to Argentina. So, yeah, that's pretty momentous, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think we've all, we've all chayed. Oh, Jake, Jake of Arhead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Take it a little, take a little Che trip. Head down to Argentina, foment a revolution real quick. Right. I mean, when, yeah, when he got, uh, yeah, when he got laid off from the coffee bean, <laughs> that's what sparked it. Jordan, come on. The coffee bean and tea leaf. The they coffee bean and tea leaf. Coffee mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, tea. Don't forget. Great iced tea there, by the way. If you've ever, if you want a oh. nice cold iced tea, coffee bean and tea leaf, and then got that great pebble ice. So, oh, oh wow. Just go pebble ahead ice. And throw in. There you go. So she is going to, Holly, Holly. is going Holly. to bike Argentina. Uh-huh. Or to Argentina. To Argentina. From where? You know, Vermont. Did, she didn't. From Vermont. That's not going to really work, is it? <laughs> Which, incidentally, <laughs> do you need an aqua bike to do that? Is there a, a way to get to Argentina over the I land? think there's a series know. of series of levees in the Panama Canal yeah, for that, bicyclists. There, you can go land all the way. Huh. Well, yeah. that's that's a, maybe you maybe you bike onto like a ferry and you just keep riding the bike around the ferry <laughs> as it's going. There is one point where you have to jump Snake River Canyon. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I applaud this sentiment. Me too. I, I yeah. think that you know if if 
life deals you a, a restart, right? It's like go for it. Yeah, you know? we start some somewhere cool. You guys have been doing your stuff together forever, as as we have. Yeah. And, but have either of you ever like uh, run away? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean we we had a conversation. I I, I can't remember w- what led to the first conversation that was where we kind of said something that had been unsaid for a few years. That was it doesn't it doesn't matter who's working more on something or you know or whose idea it was or if how much each of us contribute, we're kind of, it's just going to be a retin link thing. And I, maybe it was when somebody asked us if we wanted to audition for stuff. And we were still in North Carolina, but I think that led to this a discussion that was, we ended up talking about Lennon and McCartney or something. <laughs> I was about to say, like, like Lennon yeah. and McCartney splitting all the songwriting on all the, all the songs. They were just like, doesn't matter who wrote, well, until... Later, after right. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. John Lennon died, uh, Paul McCartney reconsidered. Yeah. They're like, it doesn't matter who gets the credit. We each get right. half of the money from all the songs that either of us write. Yeah. yeah. We, I mean, we were trying to to build this thing and that was Rhett and Link and, and still is. And so it was, we did have that discussion. Well, now it was Rhett and Link. It's now the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. Link was the original Drax. <laughs> well, interestingly enough, Oh when yeah. We talk about the this audition. Guy. So, um the again, just like Link said, everything has always been it doesn't matter who works more on whatever. It's like it's everything is 50-50. Everything is kind of part of mythical entertainment. Uh but we did at some well, we were somebody reached out this has been uh, 3 or 4 years ago. And it was uh the casting director for Guardians of the Galaxy. And they were like, we want Rhett to audition for the, the role of Taserface. Oh, okay. <laughs> that uh, Chris, uh, what, what's his name? The guy from This Is Us. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ended up playing. So Great guy. Great guy. We were like, he okay. He was on the show. We met him. Super funny. I don't Super care funny. for him. I think he's a pile of shit. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and we were like, okay. Chris, he, Jesse, his... he listens. Chris, what's his name? You're in my sights. <laughs> yeah. hey, welcome we... to our signature segment, You're in My Sights. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where Jesse hears about someone for the first time and lays into him. <laughs> uh, I... This ain't me, Chris. What's his name? <laughs> uh, I think the when he was on the show, it was maybe the first time I did anything on GMM. Anyway. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, when yeah did the wax so. on the... We stripped down and he, he poured wax on one another. Oh, yeah, sure. And I was a little kid who <laughs> lost his ice cream cone. <laughs> segment did not make a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, so it, this wasn't something we were pursuing, but we we're like, I mean, sure. you can't say no to going to this audition. Beloved right? Marvel sure. character, Taserface. And this, it ha- never been to an audition, ever. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like calling a few actor friends and saying, okay, this I got this opportunity. I've never even been in one of these rooms. Well, we had a discussion that was like, well, can I be the bottom half of Taserface? I don't know. <laughs> what if Taserface was in a horse costume? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we showed up that way. Right. <laughs> He's with me. Yeah. Specifically a horse costume from a Halloween episode of the Dick Van Dyke yeah. show. <laughs> right. So, with the dog. It makes sense. So I'm like, listen, you, know, man, you should do it. I mean... If you get the role, then you can say, "Hey, I got this friend. Like, give him a cameo." Sure. Or something. Well, but interestingly enough, what we did was so I I went I did what 
I, the best that I could do, they said that it was good, and they were like, uh, and then they they reached out and they were like, James Gunn loved your audition, and uh, and they're like, it, they're it's coming. This is why I know it was a somewhat bullshit because they're like, it's come down to you, Rain Wilson, and uh, Jermaine Clement. Oh boy, <laughs> none of those are Chris. What's his name? Yeah, Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan. Chris Sullivan. Um, and so we were like, okay. And then they were like, oh, and if it happens, it's, you're going to shoot in Atlanta. It's for, you're going to have to be there for like five months or whatever. And so at that point, we were like, okay, well, uh, doesn't he have like a crew? Doesn't Taserface <laughs> have like a crew? Because he, he's uh, one of the Ravagers. Yeah, they could, could yeah, yeah, throw yeah. some throw some armor on Link. I and um, I would have even been a dog. <laughs> sure, and I mean, space we should, our, our audience for those who haven't seen the the uh, Good Mythical Morning or any of Rhett and Link's other shows, and they can only hear this. Um, Link is really terrifying looking. Like he really <laughs> has a ravager. <laughs> sure. look right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can see it working. It's a natural fit. And if you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. one or two, mm-hmm. uh, I recommend it. Yeah, those have Steve Agee in them. Yeah, so, <laughs> beloved uh, Jordan Jessica regular Steve Agee. Yeah, I'll watch so, anything Agee. Whether it was, you know, the fact that they decided to go with a better performer or the fact that we kind of had some stipulations about, sure. which I, I, it's probably they just decided to go with Chris Elton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but that was the, if that, if the, I don't, what we would have That could have been the beginning of the end. In that situation, if they had to come yeah. back and they were like, we, we, we we're offering you the role at this point and. We can't offer anything to Link. We had already made the decision that if that was going to happen, yeah. that we were, I was not going to take it. The same, very so. similar situation happened with Jordan and I. Mm-hmm. Jordan auditioned uh, to be a stoned surfer in a commercial for the NBC4 weather broadcast. Mm-hmm. And when he, <laughs> when he got the part, he told them, I know who can play Fritz Coleman. <laughs> Fritz Coleman. NBC4's Fritz Coleman. It's my friend Jesse Thorne. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a really good actor. He did a great job in my play in college. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, in the end, uh, we're both out of show business. (laughs) Sort of how that. I I did do. That's that's the one of the more impressive things on my resume is a local commercial for the NBC4 weather. So you guys know. I would. Like to see that I'm later. Oh yeah, this. sure. I'd love to. I'd love to pull it up any chance I get. I'm very good in it. What do you say? <laughs> like, where are the dank swells? Where's the yeah? Where's the waves, dude? Where's the tasty curl, dude? <laughs> <laughs> now, what ha, have you seen Jordan's work as Cotton Candy Randy? You can be I'm, honest. I am a. I am Cotton Candy Randy's biggest fan. I should say I am not him, but I do know how to get in touch with him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Like, I like if, that. You want to get in touch with Spider-Man, there's this reporter at the Daily Bugle, <laughs> Peter Parker, who knows him. It's that sort of relationship. Yeah, I'm a big – I'm a huge fan of Cotton Candy Randy. I love Cotton Candy Randy. And people will – when when Cotton Candy Randy appears on one of your programs, people will let me know. Oh, they will? <laughs> yeah, like you, you know how you love Cotton Candy Randy. Great news. He's back. Right. Uh, and uh, I'm, it's always very exciting. And another another thing I love is when Jordan wears his Cotton Candy Randy T-shirt, which he does pretty regularly. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, how often do you get to have a T-shirt with your face on it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I get it. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I thought you were talking about the oh, Randy the, shirt, the T-shirt that he wears. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the dingy. The, I think we the can agree. The undershirt. <laughs> the best part about show business is sometimes you get to keep the wardrobe. Yeah, yeah. You get to keep the ill-fitting nice. track pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Love let's take let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Mission Control, this is Rocket Ship One. Come in, Mission Control. This is Mission Control. Go ahead. We have incoming, and it looks big. Can you identify? It looks like some sort of pledge drive. Affirmative. It's Max Fun Drive. That's a verified Max Fun Drive. Countdown to Max Fun Drive is initiated. Can you project a time to intercept? Based on the current trajectory, Max Fun Drive will be here from March 16 to March 27. March 16 to March 27. Roger. Rocket Ship One, can you confirm a visual on common Max Fun Drive phenomena, such as the best episodes of the year, bonus content, and special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? We have a visual. Great episodes, bonus content, premium gifts confirmed, and more. Sure sounds quiet down there. Mission Control, what's your status? All systems go, Rocket Ship One. Just catching up on our favorite Max Fun shows so we can tune into Max Fun Drive episodes between March 16 and March 27. Over and out. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, Maximum Fun wants us to record like a promo to tell people that they should listen to The Greatest Generation. You want to do that? No, I am tired of all the extra work. I just wanted to talk about Star Trek with my friend. I think it would be good to like try and get some new listeners by appealing to the audiences of other shows. Like This, this will only take a minute or two. It could be good for us. We sit down for an hour every week and talk about a Star Trek episode and make a bunch of idiotic fart jokes about it. It's embarrassing. If it got out that we made this show, I think it would make us unemployable. Adam, I have bad news for you. We have tens of thousands of listeners at MaximumFun.org. Oh my god. I think I'm going to throw up. The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by a couple of guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. Every Monday on MaximumFun.org. I'm really going to be sick. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, bully detective. Rhett McLaughlin, big boy. Link Neal. Here for it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying that. Oh, no. I'm here for it. And you're I've really, been waiting. You're also giving me directly a lot of face right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Oh, I love it. Bring it. Oh, I love oh, it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I have, you are locked into me like I'm camera number one right now. <laughs> Wait, I'll look at Jordan in a second. Yeah. Oh, back to you. <laughs> oh, thank God we put those red lights on our foreheads, yeah. huh, Jordan. I knew they'd, the come in, eyeline. knew they'd come in handy someday. Uh, Rhett and Link, in addition to the delightful digital television program, Good Mythical Morning, uh, you guys are now also authors of prose. Yes. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah, The Lost uh, tell Causes. Us, uh, you, you got a bunch of readers out in the audience. Okay. Tell, us, uh, tell us about this gosh darn book. This is a big step for you guys. You're known for posy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the Lost Causes of Bleak Creek. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's a, we started the idea kind of came to us when we uh, it was actually our, our former book agent who was like, hey, you guys ever thought of like doing something that's like young Rhett and Link? Mm. And, and we were like, well, you mean like the Hardy Boys? He's like, like, no, like young Indiana Jones Chronicles, <laughs> you fucking asshole. Get your head on straight, man. Uh, and that was the uh, the kind of the beginning of it. And uh, yeah, so we ended up telling a story that is very much, uh, you know, the main characters are Rex and Leaf, if mm-hmm. that rings a bell at all. <laughs> totally coincidental. Uh, who are in a small southern town, Bleak Creek. We grew up in a town called 
Bowie's Creek, North mm-hmm. Carolina. So it's basically kind of essentially taking the world that we grew up in in small town South in the 90s, you know, 1992, the year that we were, we had finished eighth grade and getting ready to go into high school as freshmen, taking that summer and then telling a very weird story that kind of explores the darker underbelly of a small, sweet southern town. So it's like when the first time your dad picked you up and threw you into that yurt. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figure there, it out, boy. There's no yurts in the story, but there's a there's an alternative school. So there's like – and growing up there, we had this vague awareness that there was an alternative school on the other side of Lillington mm-hmm. that um, the Smith twins' dad was the principal there. Right. And sometimes uh, – Kids would disappear from our school. Be like, oh, they went over to the, they went over to the alternative school. Yeah. This is the school. Never this, seen it. This is like they a, never come back. This <laughs> is like a school where somebody gets pregnant. They head over there. Somebody's, uh, yeah, like just, somebody's cutting up. Yeah, mm. somebody's causing trouble. Cutting up would be a big cause of, <laughs> of this. <laughs> right. So it's either either like the literally the most significant biological change other than death. That are that we can go through as human beings, pregnancy, yeah, or sass talking. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, 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 everything in between. Yeah. So, 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 so we kind of channeled the 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 mythology of kind of how we felt about that school into a story. Well, and and the you know the school kind of represents the uh, it's like a literal representation of those expectations. Like we we think about. The South and and the Bible Belt and the kind of the, the world that we grew up in, very particular expectations for kids to kind of be approved of by the adults in town. Um, and so we kind of embodied that in this school. It's incredibly strict. They make all the kids wear exactly the same color. Everything is beige. They're, they, they're not able to go by their own names. Everybody's called candidati, like a candidatus, like the you know Latin word for candidate and. Um. Yeah, but it's also really funny. <laughs> uh, not to get into a, a giant conversation about process. That's for the other Max Fun podcast, the Art of Process. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, how do you write a How do you write a book together? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I understand the like kind of comedy writers' room. Let's brainstorm. But as far as just like prose on a page, it seems like that would yeah. be a challenge. Yeah, I mean. For us, it was really a, a lot of outlining and a lot of getting on the same page in terms of like, this is the story we want to tell chapter by chapter, just in terms of the outline, which we were, that was a very collaborative process. Yeah, because the only experience we had in writing was writing for the screen. So it, we, and we had adaptation in mind when we wrote the book. So we it should, was like, we should mention, you guys also wrote Seabiscuit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks sure. for clarifying. I, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to say it personally. But, um, <laughs> he was a horse, but he taught us a lot about being human. You yeah. Know? And Link did play the bottom half of Seabiscuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the fastest part. <laughs> you can go. Yeah. Yeah. And so we. Uh, it's the fastest part. Yeah. So it takes over. <laughs> right. Exactly. So the horse slowly is <laughs> going backwards. <laughs> <by the end laughs> of it. Um, so we outlined every. Virtually every scene through the entire entire book, uh, and then having not written a novel before, we 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 collaborated with uh, uh, Lance Rubin, uh, who was a recommendation for us. Who basically the two of us then kind of divided up and did 
pat first passes at things, and then we would all kind of sit in a room, and then it was pretty cumbersome and probably took a lot longer <laughs> than it would have been a lot for of one go- person. A lot of Google Doc mm, action. Google Docs. He, he was, Google Docs. Lance was in New York, wow. and we we. The first time we met him in person was like at the at the midpoint of writing the novel. Oh wow! So, but but on a lot of the projects that we work on, it's we're used to it being collaborative and kind of knowing how to give notes and and get get our vision out there to like make it how we want it to be. But then we're not doing everything we, every single every single word on the page, so to speak. You do, sometimes when you're. Busy creatives, you need a collaborator. Jordan and I wrote a novel, what was it, eight, ten years ago now? It was right in the beginning. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> we did. Right right in the beginning of podcasting. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we have never done this before. You know, we're podcasters. You know, Jordan, of course, had written a hit play when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I pretty. Have some notes for your performance. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> 20 year old notes. Um, uh, but we worked with a guy named John Updike, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it was really cool because a lot of the characters before John got involved uh, were not emotionally distant Yankee men. Mm, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, And he really found the emotional distance in all our characters, in addition to adding a little bit of elegance to our prose. <laughs> right, sure. We were at the time, like you guys, known for our posy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, the booking question. The Lost Causes of Bleak Creek, available wherever you get your books. Yes. Yeah, wherever you get them, man. You should get it. And also you should uh, watch Good Mythical Morning and subscribe to Ear Biscuits. At least watch the ones that you're in. Watch the That's ones good... I'm in. Or the, or the filthy fan fiction ones. And the ones. fan fiction ones. And the fan fiction ones. You want I a nice say, introduction. Can I say, I want Jordan Jesse Go listeners, bare minimum, to visit the website youtube.com. This is a, mm-hmm. this is a website with a lot yeah. of videos and it's got everything from sports highlights <laughs> to old episodes of the critic which aren't streaming anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere else I guess I should say. Uh you've heard? Yeah. Uh, I've heard. Uh and go, go to that t- I go would to never that. encourage anyone to illegally watch episodes of the critic. Right up at the top there there's a searching box. Type into there Cotton Candy Randy. <laughs> Yes. And just see what comes to you. Put it into the universe and see what returns to you. There's got to be some of that fan fiction, though, right? Anyway. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, there isn't. There will be now. There will be. Yeah, there will be. (laughs) A jar of cotton candy, that'd be pretty easy. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) A jar of cotton candy. Is that a thing? Yeah. It's more like a beehive of. Yeah. Yeah. They don't put them in jars. It is a lot like a wasp's nest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How come wasps don't live in cotton candy? Seems like a perfect place (laughs) for them. Missed opportunity. There's a lot of sweetness in there. Yes, and. Yes, and. (laughs) And. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen, for hosting us. here at your Ear Biscuit studio, it's been, yeah. it's always great to visit uh, Burbank. I'm going to go do some go-karting after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I think we can get you a discount. Ooh. <laughs> oh, la, la. discount. Uh, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. Uh, there's no window between him and us today, so he was really holding it in laughs-wise. I saw him working hard over there. Brian mm. was doing what he could. He's just pricing horse butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he's doing. Yeah. He's like, you know, once you get, once you really become an enthusiast, right. you start to distinguish the, mm-hmm. the good stuff from the bad yeah. stuff. Um, you can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook, like Jordan Jesse Go there. You can find us uh, on uh, Twitter, at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris. Uh, and remember, the Max Fun Drive is right around the corner. 
Uh, and we love you all very much. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.